You're listening to Points Talk with the Travel Mom Squad, previously known as the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Follow the links in the show notes to stay up to date with what the Travel Mom Squad has been up to. Ever wonder how we managed to open so many cards and rack up so many points? If so, keep listening. We're going to take a deep dive into each of our credit card strategies, then discuss how many points we've accumulated so far in 2023. One of us is already up to 1.8 million points for the year. Keep listening to find out which one of us it is. Welcome to the Travel Hacky Mom Show. We are three moms who've discovered how to leverage credit card welcome offers to get hundreds of thousands of dollars in travel expenses for nearly free. We've used credit card points and miles to take vacations to places like Hawaii, Paris, Greece, the Maldives, Italy, and so much more. And the best part? We each still have an 800 plus credit score. Imagine being able to book a vacation without having to check your bank account. It's totally possible and we're here to show you how. Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Pam, Alex's mom. And I'm Jess. We are Travel Hacking Moms. Today, we are talking all about the Chase 524 rule and our personal credit card strategies when it comes to navigating this rule. Then we're going to show you how we've put these strategies to the test so far in 2023, including how we've racked up millions of points so far this year. So let's get to it. First, for anyone who is new to the show, I'm going to just give a quick recap of what the Chase 524 rule is. But if you don't know what it is, then you're definitely going to want to go back and listen to our first handful of episodes because that's where we really dive into that rule. It is one of the most important rules in travel hacking. And it's basically that Chase will deny you if you have opened five or more personal credit cards from any bank in the past 24 months. So if you've opened cards with Amex, Capital One, City, those all count towards your 524 status. And it includes things like store cards, like a Gap card or a Home Depot card. So we never recommend opening a Gap card to save 20% on your purchase. Do not do it. Do not, do not pass go. Stop. Don't do it. You know, my husband came home about a year ago. And he loves a store called Shields. It's like his favorite store. He thinks it's the coolest store. It has all these hunting and fishing things. And he came home and he was so proud of himself because he had opened a Shields card to save 20% on what he was getting. And I honestly could have killed him. I was so mad. I thought I trained you better than this. So... So you need to train your player too, because they may, you may get it, but they may not get it. So train them so that they don't come home and they've used one of their five and 24 spots. One thing I will say is that most business cards do not count towards 524. Those business cards won't appear on your personal credit report and therefore they won't count towards your 524 status. There are a couple of exceptions like Capital One and Discover. But Chase business cards and Amex business cards do not count towards 524. So as you're going to see, when we start going through the cards we've opened and our personal credit card strategies, you're going to understand why business cards are so crucial to each of our strategies. So speaking of strategies, let's go ahead and get into our personal 524 strategies. So we're going to start off with Alex. Alex, why don't you tell us more about your strategy? Okay, so... Like you said, because business cards don't count towards your 524, we have been going really hard on business cards this year. 
So I am currently at 324. I try to keep like myself or my husband under 524 so that we, if there's like a really good chase offer that comes up, we can get it. So I'm at 324. He's only at 124, which is really crazy. So I'm like, as soon as there's some good personal card offers that I'm interested in, I'm going to have him start getting some personal cards. But yeah, we've really been focusing on business cards this year, as you'll see when we start talking about the cards we've opened. And I just want to reiterate how easy it is to qualify for business cards. So I obviously have my own business with Travel Hockey Mom, and um, we're able to get business cards through that. My husband does not have his own LLC. So he is still able to open business cards by applying as a sole proprietor and using his social security number. We talked a lot about how to qualify for business cards probably like two or three episodes ago. So if you want to learn more about that, make sure to check out that episode. But it's very easy. You don't need a thriving corporation or anything like that. You can simply sell a few things on Facebook Marketplace and then you've, you've got a business. So mom, what about you? Well, your dad and I, um, we're at three and 24, each of us, but I just got approved for the Capital One Venture X card. So I'm at four and 24 now. And just for those of you that haven't been approved for the vent, for the Capital One Venture X card or the Venture card, they're a little quirky. And even though my husband had been approved and I had the exact same scores, pretty much same, you know, cards, really a lot of the same stuff. They haven't, I think they denied me like three times before I was approved. And so I've been waiting about six months in between approvals. And I just decided, well, I'm going to go for it again. And I was shocked, but I was approved. So I am at four and 24. That means I will try to stay at four and 24. And I have another one dropping off next month and then I'll be back at three and 24. But we will sometimes, we go in and out of being over four and 24. I try to keep um, at least one of us under the five and 24 mark. But about a year ago, we were both five and 24 for a solid year. And it was hard because I couldn't apply for any chase cards. I couldn't not even chase business cards. I hated it, but it wasn't like we went without getting points. We still got a lot of points and miles because of business cards. So during that time, we got the, I got several American platinum business cards. I've talked about my gravy train there. We got the American Express gold business cards we each did. We each got um, American Airlines business cards. So we kept getting points and miles. So it wasn't the end of the world. And the thing that was really nice about when you go over five and 24, as long as you can get business cards, you can't get the Chase business cards, but you can get other banks business cards and they don't count against that five and 24. And so we were able to continue to get points and miles until we got under the five and 24 again. Um, business cards are so crucial to my strategy too, just like Jess and Alex in staying under the five and 24. So I am constantly every year I'm opening up probably more business cards than I'm opening up personal cards. How about you, Jess? Completely agree. And I think we've talked about this before, but when people come to us and say, well, I can't open business cards because I don't have a business my first reaction is, well, you need to start a business then, <laughs> you know, like 
it's not, okay, great, just write off business cards. Like, no, you need to start a business. And I'm not talking about hiring an employee, registering a business with your state, like sell things on Facebook Marketplace, go do some orders for Uber Eats or DoorDash, you know, like drop off some orders for people. Offer to do pet sitting for your friends or neighbors. You know, like there are so many things that you can do that it is so easy to start your own business just in order to get business cards. So that is my number one tip. The other thing is I know for all of us, chase points are super important to us. Like that's one of the reasons why all three of us always want to stay at around or under 524 because chase points are so important to us. And like for Alex and I being able to get the companion pass through the Southwest credit card welcome offers is huge. And so I don't know if like it's the norm, like all three of us are very, we all agree that like we want to stay at or under 524. I don't know if that's really the norm in travel hacking because I know a lot of people are like, I'm not going to let the Chase 524 rule dictate how I open cards and I'm just going to open whatever I want. And like, that's totally fine. But a lot of the people who I know doing that are like men who are not travel hacking for large families. And so if you're trying to maintain your Southwest points, your companion pass and your Hyatt points for stays, which I feel like Southwest and Hyatt are the two most family-friendly programs out there, then the Chase 524 rule is going to be really important for you, you know, and like staying at or under 524 is going to be really important. And so my husband and I are also both at 324. So same as Pam and her husband and Alex. So I see a theme going. And another reason is you never know when a new personal card is going to come out that you want to take advantage of. And my most recent example of that is the Venture X. That card just came out less than two years ago. And if we had been now, granted, you can get the Venture X if you're over 524 because it's not a chase card. But Venture X does Capital One, like Pam said, is a little bit quirky with their application rules. They're a little bit quirky with like recent inquiries. And so if I was going crazy with credit cards and like opening a new card, a new personal card every month and not caring about the 524 rule, then like I probably wouldn't have been approved for that card. You never know when Chase is going to come out with a new personal card that you're going to want to get or a new increased offer on a card that you've had your eye on. So I like to just play it kind of safe and stay at or under 524 to keep my options open. Um, so yeah, do y'all agree with that? I agree 100%, especially like the Hyatt and Southwest being the most family-friendly options. And the fact that like, yeah, the people who are going crazy and just like, I don't care about 524, well, I'm opening whatever. I 100% agree with you that typically they are either like men solo travelers or, um, you know, people that are like flying internationally a lot. They're leveraging airline alliances a lot. And they really like understand travel hacking to a very like extreme level of leveraging those airline alliances so they can make it work for them but it's a lot it's so much easier on you to just stay under 524 and focus on business cards they are not typically the people who are like going for the southwest companion pass every year i would think yes exactly all right so now we are going to go ahead and jump into 
how our strategies have played out so far in 2023 and kind of do a little bit of a dive into exactly what cards we have opened this year and how many points we each have so far. So Alex, do you want to kick it off? Yeah. So I actually just had a sign-up bonus hit yesterday. So we are at 965,000 points between my husband and I. And this includes cards that we opened in 2022. Like there's a couple that we opened in December. And so the bonuses hit in 2023. Another thing I want to add is that does not include, you know, the points that my husband and I earn on referring each other to these cards. It does not include any points that we earn on our everyday spending. It is strictly like just welcome offers. So that's pretty good. This is the most points I've earned in one year so far. Like especially, I think just maybe even in one year ever, but especially like only seven months into the year. So off to a really good start. And I will tell you the cards that we've opened so far. So I have opened, first of all, you guys, I didn't realize this till I put this list together. Every single one of the cards that we've opened is a business card. So I opened the Ink Cash and I opened the Ink Unlimited. I opened the American Express Business Platinum card, the American Express Delta Platinum card, and the Amex Hilton Business card. So those were all under my name. And then my husband opened the Ink Business Cash, the Alaska Business card, the Ink Business Preferred, and the Amex Hilton business card. So that is, I think, nine cards that we've opened so far. And yeah, we're off to a good start. Typically for us, like being able to hit all of these minimum spends, some of these are a little higher. Like the Amex business platinum card is a $15,000 minimum spend. So that's a lot. And that's why I had never gotten this card until this year, because I was able to help meet that minimum spend by paying my estimated taxes. Other things that have helped me be able to hit all of these minimum spends as quickly is we did have an unplanned surgery for my son who broke his arm. He had to have two surgeries for his broken arm. So that was very pricey. And then my husband also coaches soccer for my two older boys. And so especially this time of year, they're in a lot of tournaments. We're able to pay those tournament fees on I think that's how we met the minimum spend on one of our Hilton business cards was like paying for some of the tournament fees the kids had to get new uniforms and then what's really nice is the parents pay me back so I'm not really you know I'm just paying for my kids portion of the soccer expenses so that's another really nice way to meet some of these minimum spends is if you can pay for things and have people reimburse you it can be very helpful it's a small perk to my husband being the coach because it's a lot of work And I get to be the one that's like with my two-year-old during all of these games and all the practices. But it's a really nice perk of being able to hit some minimum spends. So mom, what about you? Yeah, I was just going to say, Alex, we've all seen how pricey groceries are at the grocery store right now. And you also have four boys. And so I feel like you could probably hit a lot of these minimum spends just on what you spend at the grocery store alone and maybe not even needing a lot of that other stuff, but I'm sure the other stuff helps. So anyways, Pam. Exactly. And just as a side, I just have had company for almost a month and all my family, all my kids have been here. I had no idea how expensive groceries were because 
there's just two of us in the house. I've spent, I definitely have met a minimum spend this last month on groceries so on a card. So that's, that's crazy. So my husband and I have earned a little over a million um, points so far this year. And we have, we just got back from Hawaii um, a couple of days ago. When I came back, I had four cards sitting there waiting for me that I had applied for. So I have four minimum spends pending. Uh, once I meet them, I'll have another 300,000 points that I'll make there. And interestingly enough, Alex, out of all of the cards that I've applied for this year, there was only one personal card too. And that was the, the Venture X that was waiting when I came home. So we have obviously really, you know, focused on business cards this year. And I do want to add, like, part of the reason too is like some of those business cards had really good offers. And so we jumped on those when those came. And like right now, we'll see when this airs if that's still going on. But the Inc. Business Preferred has dropped the minimum spend down almost in half. So we've really been, all three of us have really been going for inks this this last year because they've been really good, um, either lowering minimum spends, increasing offers. So it's been a really good year for those. So that's another reason I think why all of us probably have more business cards this year. Yeah, I think so. Because again, we were taking advantage of those minimum, those limited time higher sign up bonuses. So my husband, when I came home, I had the Venture X. My husband and I each had the City um, American Airlines business card, the platinum one, and I had the Delta Platinum business. Now, I'll tell you, I don't use Delta a lot. That isn't a card I'm going to keep, but it had a 85000 sign-up bonus, so I jumped on it. I won't keep that. Um, you know, I'll keep it for the first year. Um, this year, I have gotten a few platinum business cards by American Express. That's been the gravy train that I've talked about. Has your gravy train officially dried up, Mom? I think my gravy train has dried up. I don't know if I have so many they're not offering anymore. I actually have uh, canceled a couple of them because maybe I was at my limit hoping that they offer it to me again. But yes, I was routinely offered it every month or so, and it seems to have dried up. So I'm crossing my fingers that by canceling a couple, that will come back to me. I'll keep you posted. We each got the Inc. Unlimited. Um, and then just like Alex um, and Jess will say too, we all jumped on the Hilton business card, a card I never thought that I would be interested in. But they had the offer of not only a high um, sign-up bonus, but also a free annual night certificate you can use anywhere. And that was just too good to pass up. So we each jumped on that. And my husband got an Alaska business card and also a American Express gold business card. So again, we have really been doing the business deal. And, and for me, it wasn't just that, I mean, because we just got over the five and 24, I really wanted us to get farther under five and 24. I wanted us to get to three, even two, because that wasn't really the funnest year, you know, uh, being over five and 24 and not being able to get some of those cards. I, I had major FOMO. Um, during that year on the cards that I couldn't get. 
And primarily for me, the way that I've met my um, minimum spends was last year, I didn't pay enough in estimated taxes. I didn't do a good job at all on that. So I had to pay a lot of in taxes in April and, and also just then now paying estimated taxes for the coming year and then just normal expenses. And so that's how I've met my minimum spend. So Jess, tell us about how you've been doing this year. Yeah, so I, and I wanted to throw out there we all have the Travel Freely app, and that is how we keep track of this. That's how we keep track of the cars we've opened. It automatically keeps track of how many points we've earned. So that is how we're doing this. We will link to the Travel Freely app in the show notes. It is our favorite free app for free travel. But yeah, so my husband and I are at 1.8 million points so far in 2023. Like Alex said, this does include a couple of cards that we opened towards the end of 2022, but didn't hit the minimum spend until 2023. That is how the Travel Freely app keeps track. So that is how we also keep track. But that's amazing. And I have major FOMO. I'm beating Pam. Like, I feel like I need a medal or something. <laughs> you do. I am so impressed. So... This is only from welcome offers. It does not include referral points, does not include any points from spend. So let's dive in. So at the end of 2022, I opened both of the Southwest business cards, the premiere and the performance. I opened both of those in order to earn the companion pass in 2023. So I opened those in 2022. The points hit in 2023. I was on the ink train also. So I got an ink unlimited and an ink cash. I actually opened an Amex Business Platinum by mistake. I know that sounds a little funny, but Alex opened it and she had been in Amex pop-up jail and she was like, oh my gosh, I just applied and it approved me. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if it'll approve me too. Fully expecting that I would still be in pop-up jail and then I got approved. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me just test it and see if it works. And then it was like auto approval. So I was like, okay, I got to find a way to meet this $15,000 minimum spend now. Um, so that was a little bit of a surprise. And then I got the IHG personal card when it had the increased welcome offer. And I got the IHG business card when that one had the increased welcome offer. too. So I've been going a little bit harder on IHG just because it's my next favorite brand after Hyatt. There aren't always Hyatt's where I'm traveling. And so I like to have a backup option. So that for me lately has been IHG. I got the Bank of America Alaska business card when that one had the increased offer. My husband and I and my husband got the Bank of America Alaska business card also. I got the Hilton business card like Pam was talking about. So did my husband. I got the Barclays Aviator red card when it had an increased offer. And so did my husband. And then he also got an Amex Business Platinum in 2022 in December. He got an Ink Cash. He got an Ink Unlimited. And he also got an Amex Business Gold. So he is like in the Pam situation with Amex where they are, he's on the gravy train right now. And Amex is targeting him for all the business card offers. And every time he gets targeted, we take one. So I don't know how many cards that is, but it's a lot. I'm thinking it's like which we're shocking our listeners right now. Oh, I know. Here's the deal. A lot of these cards had 
limited time increased offers, which is why we jump on them. Like Pam was saying with that Hilton business card. So all of these co-branded offers that I was talking about, like IHG, Alaska, Aviator Red, those were all limited time increased offers. So it was sort of a FOMO situation where I was like, I need to get this card while it has this increased offer. If not for that increased offer, I wouldn't have applied for it. Um, And they're business cards. And so I'm kind of like, it's a business card, doesn't count towards 524. It has an increased offer. Might as well, might as well get it. Um, But yeah, so we are at 1.8 million. I am taking, I'm currently taking a break. My the IHG business card was the most recent card I opened. And I'm gonna wait probably at least another month to open another card. I'm gonna try and go for that ink preferred, but we will see. So I'm currently in a little bit of a chill out mode, trying to give myself some time between applications since I went kind of hard towards the beginning of the year. I think the longer you do this, the more comfortable you get knowing the spacing that you are comfortable with. Like I would not open five Chase business cards in a row. You know, because like, some of these I open kind of close together, but if if they're business cards and they're from different banks, then I feel a little bit more comfortable opening those maybe a little bit closer together than we would normally recommend. Like one of them was a Bank of America Alaska card. One was an Amex Hilton. One was a Barclays. You know, so right there, that's three different banks that I'm opening cards from. So I'm a little bit more risky with in those kind of situations. Whereas like I wouldn't have done it if it were three or four chase cards in a row. Yeah, I I agree completely. When you do it through different issues, you can go a little bit quicker. I will say that I applied for the Chase Inc. business preferred and got denied. And I was devastated. And the only thing that I can think of is it has to do with velocity. And so because I've opened up so many cars that Chase is looking at that. And so I too, well, I should say I too, because then after that, I apply for four cards. (laughs) But I do need to slow it down a little bit because I really want that card. And so I need to kind of take a break. And then try again for that card. And that's something that I think is really important to remember is that you will get denials in this game. I have gotten denials and it's hard not to take it personally. Sometimes you just move on to a different issue and then they approve you. You just take a break for a little while. I mean, it took me my fourth time until I got the Venture X card. So that's just kind of part of the game. Um, But yeah, so I am currently taking a break and we'll see. By the time this episode comes out, I'll probably have applied for another card by then. But I'm currently just taking a little bit of a breather. And like Alex and Pam said, we have a lot of, I mean, like stuff is expensive. Just general life expenses are expensive. But we have a lot of expenses. The the negative of being self-employed is that you pay a lot in taxes. The positive is that we can put all of those taxes on a credit card. So estimated taxes really help us hit minimum spends. I do my buying groups shenanigans that often help me hit minimum spends or earn nights towards elite status. We pay 50% of my stepdaughter's college tuition. 
that is really expensive. And we are able to put that on a credit card twice a year. Each semester, we're able to put that on a credit card and we hit at least one minimum spend just by being able to do that. So how many cards, you know, how many cards you open is really going to depend on your personal situation, how many business expenses you have, how many personal expenses you have. But you also have to remember, we've been doing this for a really long time. Like the first year that I started travel hacking, I I don't know how many points I earned, but it was nowhere near 1.8 million. So I hope that this is more of a, here are the possibilities, here are our strategies and how we continually rack up points and how we make it work, not a, here's what I'm doing, so you need to do this too. Because everyone's journey is different and what works for us may not work for you. We probably travel a lot more than most people because this is our job. And so we need a ton of points and miles. Alex and I have big families that we're, you know, we're each travel hacking for six people sometimes. And so there's a ton of different factors that go into this, but hopefully now you understand what's possible and how maybe you can sort of alter your strategy to really maximize the points and miles that you earn. I'm really glad you brought that up just because like we always say is that the journey is different for everyone and it's important that you do you, you do what works for your family. So we help you now better understand our strategies when it comes to navigating the Chase 5 and 24 rule. And remember, this is a marathon, not a sprint, although it seems like it's a sprint for us after this podcast. But it really isn't. If you're ready to learn even more about our exact methods for accumulating lots of points and redeeming them for free travel, make sure to register for our free masterclass, How to Start Traveling Nearly Free. We'll put a link in the show notes. Thanks so much for listening to the Travel Hacking Mom Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Want to start jet setting even faster? Follow the links in the show notes to learn about everything we discussed in today's episode. And to stay connected and follow along, follow us on Instagram at Travel Hacking Mom. We can't wait to see where in the world points and miles take you.